Welcome back to Considerations from the Country from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, everybody. Today's Friday of the fourth week in Ordinary Time and also the optional memorial of St. Blaise. Uh, today, Father's going to reflect on the first reading from Hebrews. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect hospitality. For through it, some have unknowingly entertained angels. Be mindful of prisoners as if asking as if sharing their imprisonment, and of the ill-treated as of yourselves, for you also are in the body. Let marriage be honored among all, and the marriage bed be kept undefiled, for God will judge the immoral and adulterers. Let your life be free from love of money, but be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never forsake you or abandon you. Thus we may say with confidence, The Lord is my helper, and I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the words of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father. Okay, folks. So, you know, this uh, the gospel, uh, which Bill didn't read, is about uh, John the Baptist chastising Herod for his adulterous relationship. And and uh, in today's gospel, you know, our uh, St. Uh, Paul says the Hebrews he talks about marriage. It's also the feast of St. Blaise. I feel sorry for St. Ansgar because he never gets celebrated because he didn't bless throats. But anyway, I, I thought what I'd do is talk a little bit about uh, how you can apply this reading uh, to marriage. Uh, you know, one of the things that's really struggling today in the world, uh, United States, even in the Catholic Church, is, um, is um, you know, marriage. And... Uh, you know, the first thing we look at in this reading is we see that St. Paul talks about the importance of his hospitality. And he says, let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect hospitality for th through it. Some have only entertained angels. And I think a lot of times when we look at hospitality, we tend to look at, you know, when we see a poor person, we give them money or, you know, when someone comes over, they need something. We, you know, if they need milk, we give them milk. You know, if a neighbor comes over, but um, one of the virtues that's really needed in marriage and family life is uh, hospitality, like putting the needs or the desires of the others before your own, which is very difficult and a constant struggle in marriage. Um, you know, one of the books that I think has helped many marriages, and I had I talked to a particular lady who was telling me recently how it saved her marriage when it was on the rocks, uh, is The Five Love Languages. And in that book, I mean, I'm sure many of you have probably read it. It's hard to live, but essentially what it talks about is like everyone has like these different ways of being loved. And essentially like, you know, you don't love the way you want, but you have to figure out the way the other person would love and you have to use that. So for instance, you know, some people need physical touch. They need to be hugged. They need like a kiss on the cheek, whatever. Some people like deeds of service, some people words of affirmation. Some people need all of the above. But anyway, uh, is, you know, in a, in a marriage, you really have to study how does my spouse feel loved and do it? And it's it's difficult, but it takes sacrifice, but it's a form of hospitality and it really, really helps marriage. I've seen it a hundred times when I talk to couples about this. Number two, he says, let marriage be honored among all and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled, right? And I think too, back in the day, there used to be a custom in Catholic church, Catholic households where the marriage bed had a canopy over it and it was it signified it was sort of like the bed was considered like an altar, a, a sacred place. Um, just like in many big churches, there's a baldacchino over the altar. 
Uh, it's the place where the sacrifice is made. And, you know, notice how St. Paul says that marriage should be kept undefiled, right? So really saying that, uh, you know, sex is holy. It's a beautiful thing in marriage. It's a powerful thing. It brings couples together, makes them holy. But there shouldn't be anything happening that would just sort of defile that. Right? You don't need movies and things like that to enhance marriages or, um, you know, contraception would be an example of something that defiles the marriage better or anything degrading. So just thing is this to remember that it's a holy thing. We've lost that sense in our culture today, but there's many studies out there of couples that practice, you know, just, you know, just beautiful, you know, intimacy that their marriages are much, much better than those that don't. And then thirdly, uh, you know, it talks about, you know, sort of trusting in divine providence. And, and I think too, like one of the things that in marriage where, you know, a lot of people struggle, we all struggle is trusting in God that will provide for us. And St. Paul says this, um, he goes on to say, let your life not be free from the love of money and be content with what you have. He says, the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? You know, it was interesting last night I was, I was dinner with my mom and dad, uh, cause I had a funeral, uh, my, my sister's father-in-law died. And so we went back to my parents' house for dinner and, um, we were talking about how like, you know, it was nice cause he, his family had five and I was kind of, that's mediocre. <laughs> no, it's weak. It's very, <laughs> weak. No, no, it's, it's actually very generous in today's society, but I, but I, the, what I did say, I kind of retracted them like, but it is show trust because if you ever look at families, they, a big family always stops at four. And I think the reason is, is after four, your whole life has to change. Like you can't, no longer can you use a regular car. Um, you gotta, you gotta upgrade to like a minivan or a van. Um, you have to use, you gotta get bunk beds. Um, everything changes. And my dad, who came from a Protestant background, he was like, he told me how, like when, after the fourth kid, he was super anxious. You know, my mom's Irish Catholic, you know, could care less about you know, whether I had 15 or 20 or 30 kids. And, uh, he was like, honey. And she's like, no, we just have to trust. And, but my, and my dad did, I just kind of, all right, fine. If my wife, if that's what she wants. We'll, we'll have. And we went on, I said, after five, he didn't care anymore. <laughs> and I, and I think too, it's like one of those things where, you know, um, we can, we can always think like, you know, do I have enough money? And do I, am I be able to do this? And I think the honest answer is we will never have enough money or the energy to do anything. Uh, that God wants, but he'll provide for us. And that's why in the marriage um, ritual, one of the things it talks about, the word that's used repeatedly is providence, like trusting in God's loving providence, right? And this also it holds true for those who can't have children, right? That, that God, you know, sometimes that's a huge cross. And what does God, I mean, well, God will do, use you in a powerful way, but you have to trust in his love and providence. So just some t tips on marriage, but this is also with everything, you know? Uh, that we have to show these particular virtues in order to th thrive as a Catholic. And uh, once again, a word out to St. Ansgar. <laughs> Never gets celebrated. It's because you know, he, we don't have any free, th we don't give anything away well, free. Well, he, he should have. I mean, there's like probably the, the joke in heaven. It's like, Ansgar, you should have blessed throats, man. You know, uh, anyway, so St. Ansgar and St. Blaise pray for us. God bless you all.